Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy master technician mark salem where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn to talk to mark call 602-508-0960 that's 602-508-0960 now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, 602-508-0960. This is how um, works best for us, is call us up, give us your make and model and mileage, and then give us symptoms. And we're going to talk back and forth and ask you questions, and that helps us kind of hone it out. Larry Harker's Auto is at 37th, actually 38th Avenue in Indian School. They've been around since 1967, and Bob and Ellen run it. So Ellen's at the front counter and Bob's in the shop. And it depends on whether you're going to get to talk to Bob, whether you can get past Ellen. <laughs> and it's not something where you get past her. But when you – and it, it happens to ladies in our business. How much is an oil change? Uh, or, and they ask that question, and then they go, can I talk to a tech? And you're going, okay, well, she can handle uh-huh. all the other questions up until that point. But nevertheless, there's lots of women in our in our repair shops, and you're going to deal with Ellen there, and she's a wonderful, wonderful lady. But he's also a good diagnostician. If not, he's a be- one of the best I know. He can take a car. When, when you push your cigarette lighter in, the horn honks, the brake lights flash, and the wipers come on. He'll, he'll track that down. So he's just got a heart of gold, but he's got the tenacity of a guy my age. So 38th Avenue in Indian School, Larry Harker's Auto. So we're talking about the Subaru. We want to talk about symptoms. You said something that really piqued our interest, and that's you're sitting still, and the vibration is there. Yes, it's coming through the steering wheel. I can feel it with both hands on the steering wheel. Okay. Uh, okay, that, that's enough. Now, when you're going 60 miles an hour, is there anything going on? No, that's what I say after replacing. Uh, okay, stuff. now this is the time we ask questions and you just answer them. Okay, <laughs> that's all we want. We just, we, we see you, you, you tailor your answers based on your opinion and what you think it is. And we just want to talk symptoms. Now, does the symptom ever change when you turn on the air? Does it change when you turn off the air? Does it change? Does it make any difference what gear you're in? Doesn't matter what gear I'm in. It okay. seems like the slight vibration when the air kicks on. That's why I turned it off, but I can still feel it when it's in gear through the wheel. Okay, and you've taken it back to the shop and asked them to take another look at it. No, I just got it back. I was just asking about the transmission fluid, what you thought about that. Okay, well, yeah, I think we answered that. Everything's backward compatible, so you can use some of the new stuff. Um, And I don't know where this misconception came up that you have to use Subaru fluid or or Ford fluid because nobody makes Subaru fluid. They buy it from somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so you you, use Harley-Davidson oil. It goes from year to year, the contract. Vaveline had it about six years ago. So what you get in a Harley-Davidson can came from Vaveline. The other thing he's saying is he said when it's in gear, it's vibrating. Uh-huh. 
If he puts it neutral, I'll bet you the vibration goes away. Or even reversed because you... Oh, okay, so we're going to ask that. When you're in, in and you're sitting in your car and the vibration is at the steering wheel, are you in neutral, park, or are you in drive? I put it in gear. Okay, does it vibrate when you're in park? Uh, boy. I don't know. This, I just got it back a couple of days ago. Okay. And this is what you want to do. You want to find out what effect air conditioning has on it, but then you want to, when the steering wheels vibrate, and throw it in a neutral and see what happens. You're at a traffic light. You know, you got a long time to go, so you throw it in a neutral. I don't want you to throw it in the park, but I want you to throw it in a neutral. Just take the load off the motor. We all think you got a motor mount problem. We can't think of another thing after uh-huh. they did all of this work. We can't think of another thing that would cause that problem. No, with them pulling front end stuff out, struts, all that, because uh, you know, he's talking about doing a bunch of front end work. That axles. It, they're, they're moving things around, and it just happened to be a weak one that's probably got yeah. worse. Okay. Got they, moved. they probably didn't do it to them, but it probably just happened over time. It's and, an 08. And well, once you know it, now if they pull the motor around out and it's oil soaked. And yeah. and it's collapsed. Yeah. And, and here's a picture of the new one, and here's a picture yeah. of your other one. Then That's we're, yeah. we're kind of. Or if you've got metal to metal contact on either the top plate or the bottom plate, or you've lost the rubber and yeah. you broke it loose. And he could yeah. always do the, the jack on a piece of wood trick. Okay. Where he, Go ahead. You put the block of wood on the jack and jack up under the oil pan lightly. Just don't take pressure off the, the frame. Pick the engine up just a half an inch, and if vibration goes away, it's mounts. Okay. Another thing I want to ask you is, is the Subaru, is the front of the motor facing the passenger side or the driver's side? It's facing front. Facing Oh, it's going to be facing? Okay. Yeah. So in that particular case, he should be able to change it by park or or neutral or drive and a little bit of throttle. Correct. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yes. he's, if he goes to reverse, he's going to lift up one mount, and if he goes to drive, he's going to lift up the other mount. Correct. Right? And, and rarely is it the front of the back mount. It's usually one of the side motor mounts right. that's causing the vibration. So anyway, there you go, Bob. That's uh, that's what we think it is, is motor mounts. And, and you're going to run across the next thing is, is let's do them all or let's do one. What do you think? Do them all. Do them all. Okay. Fix and, it right. And that's sometimes self-serving, though, because we don't want to fight with you. We want to just do one. But it's kind of like getting a new shoe with a new heel cowboy boot on your right side and you've got Warman on your left side. The problem we have is is that if you do one, then all you're going to do is load some other mount a little bit more than it's used to. Mm-hmm. So it is a good idea. Plus, there's a duplication of labor as we go through yeah. and do one mount versus three or four mounts. All right. Thank you very much, Bob. Dave, you're up next. How can I help you? Yes, Mark. Uh, good morning. Love the show. Thank you. Uh, thank you. The truck is a 2008 Chevy, half-ton, two-wheel drive, 5.3 liter, and this just started about 24 hours ago. It's my son's truck. Okay. Home says, Dad, the front of my truck is chirping. You lift the hood, look around, accessory belts are all good. This morning, I pop off all the belts, fire the truck up. We still get a chirp, so we're not. the belts are driving. Nothing but the crank pulley is turning. That's it. Chirp is still there. Higher RPM when he's cruising on the road does go away. I do have it going to one of your shops on Monday for an appointment. They, they did a courtesy look yesterday. Thought it could be a harmonic. Thought it could be internal. So I figured I'd bounce it off of you. You know, I don't know about a click other than maybe an exhaust leak or a lifter. Well, he said chirping. So I'm wondering, well, those okay. have those rollers. Do okay. those have the those? The 5.3s. They do. Yes. They, do. Yep, yep. they start going bad. Okay. So, so it's not going to so be a rear lobe, a cam lobe on it. Yeah. It will chirping. That's the that's the that's the key is chirping. Yeah. Yes, it is very much a chirp. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. You know, a lot of times we just take and touch things with a screwdriver so you can kind of see if you can feel it. Um, other yep. times you can take a piece of heater hose and stick it in your ear and mm-hmm. go around and yeah. see if you can pick up. And it's not moving, right? It's just sitting there in park, right? You know, I know drivability, no lights on. Yeah, that's the only symptom is sound right now. Just 24 hours ago, it started with a chirp, he said, when he came home from work. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know a harmonic balancer. No, you know, I, I When you take the it. belt off, it, it, it there's no load there's on no that. There's no load. Well, I, yeah. I'm just thinking to myself, if we've lost the, the rubber insulator on it, it's going to have more noise than oh, that. Oh, it'd be rattled. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not quite yeah. sure that that's it. it. If it's something internal, you're going to go off the location of the noise, the frequency of the noise, and then a good technician will have a pretty good idea from there. And then if you wanted to isolate it more, you could pull one spark plug at a time, and whichever yes. one changes it tells you that that's the cylinder that's affecting it. That's too much work, Mark. Oh, or you can kill the <laughs> cylinder if you want. Hook up your lab scope and kill the cylinders yes. one by one. Now, that's where you get the junior kid in and say, okay, come over here, unplug that wire there and stick a screwdriver in it, touch it here yeah. while the motor's running yeah. and see what happens. But you shouldn't do that nowadays. Why? Because those coils will really kick you. Well, I know, but all they'll make them do is wet their pants. <laughs> we always, there's the, uniforms in the men's locker room. Yeah, we always do the new kids when you got one with a bad blown head gasket that uh-huh. pressurizes the radiator and blows water. Uh-huh. The new kid always says, hey, you ever seen sparks in a radiator? Yeah. yeah cook your eye on that real close. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys are giving us a bad reputation. Uh, you know, I think the, the uh, we need to turn you into the uh, workman's compensation group. You've got a technician looking in the neck of a radiator while you rev it up and blow coolant on it. Yeah, but we put eye wash solution in first. Oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> well, uh, Dave, you know, I'd be interested, Dave, um, telling us what it is. So mark at MarkSalem.com after you have it identified and after it's fixed. Then give me yes. an email and tell me what the heck it was because we're kind of baffled on that. It can't be anything climate controlled because chirping wouldn't match no. that. Yeah. Okay? So it wouldn't right. be underneath the dash or anything like that. Another thing you can do is just, I mean, he's got the belts off of it, so we can't say air conditioning, power no, steering, nothing. idler pulley. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. All that kind of all stuff. I really eliminated. think he's going to find a bad uh, roller on a camp. Okay. A bad I roller. I was warned that. We, since we bought the truck with 62 on it, we stayed with full synthetic Valvoline 5W30. Running GM filters. No, and no, wait, 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 wait. That none of that makes any difference to us because uh-huh. we have a metal to metal contact problem. Yeah, right. you can use right. Superducer NASCAR racing uh, oil in it. Well, we got roller rockers, so mm-hmm. they roll right. on the camshaft. Typically, it's the back two cylinders. That's yeah, what we're yeah. running across is the yeah. back two cylinders, and so. All of a sudden, you better hope it's not that because the whole front right. of the, uh, the radiator and everything in front of the radiator comes out, including the grill, because we got to slide the camshaft out the front, and we need yeah. at, at least 24 to 30 inches well, on and that. And that one to change the lifters, too? You're yeah. pulling the heads. Well, isn't, <laughs> isn't there a, a tool that you can use to sometimes slide those out? Not these. I think okay, it's called the, the grinder. No. Knock it off. There was one of them. Now, this includes, there's three or four models of that truck that's yeah. having lived. All right, so the five, the five two, well, the four eight, four eight, five three, six zero. Oh, they're all the same. Okay, and block so, and and you've but see, chirping's not one of the symptoms. It's usually it's an usually, engine miss. It's usually something. a yeah tick or a miss, but yeah. you know some people describe noises differently. Okay, all right, fair enough. All righty, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Would it change whether he's in drive or not when he listens to it? It would uh, frequency would because of. You know, the speed of the engine, but okay. the actual sound, I wouldn't think, would change. Okay, the frequency. So the, you're not talking about the frequency of sound. You're talking the, the rapid. It would change. Yeah. It would change How? the speed of the chirp. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's... It, I. 
I don't think that's tough to diagnose that. No, I don't huh? think it's going to be tough. Yeah. I just I think it's going to be expensive. If it's a camshaft or rollers. Yeah. yeah, then you got camshaft and all the rollers. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a little bit more than $200. All righty, <laughs> 602-508-0960. Do you remember how much it is? Oh, man. Uh, that one, I think the, the GMs require injury removal for camshaft. Yeah. So it's 20-something okay. hours, I believe, in the labor guide. Okay, I don't, we've done uh, our fair share. As a matter of fact, we have a camshaft and lifters up at the front counter to show people what, mm-hmm. what the heck it is. Are you guys doing any pictures? And sending it to their cell phone? Uh, we, every now and again. We, we're actually getting some new software, so we should be able to do that more often right now. What we're doing is is I make the guys take off the old part and put the new one right next to it and then take a picture. you got the new heater core and the old heater core. You know what I mean? Yes. And take a picture and send it to them on their phone. And then it becomes all kinds of lunchroom at the company stuff. And then there's always this idiot over here that says, that radiator doesn't need to be replaced. (laughs) And the lady goes, well, this is a heater core. (laughs) Stuff like that. But that seems to be something really, really good that seems to solidify it. Yeah. If you go to Instagram, Andy, my daughter's got hundreds of parts, motor mounts, broken, um, just all kinds of stuff up there. You were going to say something. Well, I'm just saying that's we're actually in the process. We're trying to start that in the okay. next few weeks. So, all right. And and you're going to use. We have a shop phone. That's it's the mm-hmm. phone number that nobody ever answers it. So we're using an Apple phone that's got a. Mm-hmm. a I don't even know what the number is. I don't even know if anybody knows what the number is, but we're just sending it to them. So nice. I think really and truly, um, Jeff, if, if you guys were really going to go the extra mile, I, I think you should use Eric's cell phone to send those those images. You know, we'll at least get his number it on it. ain't going to get nothing good. Why? Is Look this, at that thing. Yeah. Well, Fred Flintstone had that. He <laughs> <Yeah. wanted to laughs> get flip phone? Re- no, you no. just use his number. His number's oh. good. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. All right, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's the Ace Buy One Get One Free Sale, now through Monday only. Don't miss out on all our great deals throughout the store. Save on top brands like Scott's and Ortho. Plus, get deals on other products you'll need this spring, like birdseed, spray paint, light bulbs, and more. With so many great buy one, get one free deals, you can't afford to miss it. So hurry in. The Ace Buy One, Get One free sale ends Monday. Offers valid at participating stores. Buy select item and get designated item free. See store for details. Having a parent in prison can have an impact on a child's mental health, social behavior, and educational prospects. More children in the U.S. experience parental incarceration than those with juvenile diabetes or autism. In fact, studies show over 2 million children experience parental incarceration, many in minority homes, and many are also part of the foster care system. 
what the faith-based community is striving to help these children. Come to the National Children of Incarcerated Parents Conference, where professionals in social work, foster care, criminal justice, behavioral health, government agencies, and pastors will come together for the greater good of our children. The conference is April 14th to 17th at the Renaissance Downtown Hotel in Phoenix. Early bird registration is happening now. Visit childwellbeing.asu.edu slash CIP. Are you a nonprofit or member of the faith community who wants to share your message with over 500 attendees? Nonprofit tables are only $250. For details, go to childwellbeing.asu.edu slash sponsorship. That's the National Children of Incarcerated Parents Conference, April 14th to 17th. All righty. 20 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock, and we're going to go to Vicky because ladies are first. Vicky, good morning. Good morning. How the heck are you? I'm sorry? How the heck are you? you oh, you know, I've been better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mark's not better. all the day uh, there today. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I had, uh, I'm not going to tell you where, but I stopped on my way into Payson to get a hot dog, and I didn't sleep from 11 o'clock last night until uh, this morning at 7. So I, I've been up for, I got up at seven to, to run down to Phoenix. But so um, I won't bore you with the specific details. I'm just going to tell you, I ain't never going back there and getting a hot dog again <laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I feel I've lost six pounds. <laughs> All righty, now that you're sorry, you asked me that. Vicky. <laughs> I'm grateful to talk to you this morning. Uh, well, last week I drove up to Chino Valley to buy a cream puff from the second owner been garage kept by two owners since it was sold new in 1969 okay it's a c10 okay uh, i owned a 70 c10 for for 20 years and decided i wanted to, another one so i picked up a 69 i have questions because when i bought my 70 c10 for my dad back in the late 70s he made me promise to change the oil every 2,000 miles okay okay i know you're probably a little bit uh, more up to snuff on this how often should I change the oil on the 1969 C10? It's got a 250. Okay, so it's a six-banger. Now, before we answer this question, are we all going to be on the same page? Okay, if we're not, I, that's fine. I, I, I don't, I, go, go, Jeff. Okay. So how much are you driving it a year? Oh, I just got it last week, but all I right. reckon uh, it's not going to be get driven a lot because it's a four on the floor and my husband can't drive it. So I'm thinking maybe... Uh, total of 4,000 miles a year if I drive it to work twice a week. Okay, so I would I would at least change it once a year. I agree with that. Yeah, that's what it, it, that, that little mileage, yeah. once a year, twice maybe. And I would do it in April every year so you go through the f- summer with fresh oil. Yeah. But as oh, far as putting of- a, a blended oil, a semi-synthetic oil, or a full synthetic oil, those are good for ten to 15,000 miles. We don't want you to go that far between having somebody check your fluids, your belts, and your hoses, and your lights, okay? So if I have a lot of customers in Ahwatukee that drive that. You have a retirement community around you? Yeah. Okay. So in Ahwatukee, it's the same way. When we start seeing those two, three, four, even 5,000 miles, we might put a blend in it for 5,000 miles, but at 4,000 miles, give or take, Vicky, once a year. I agree. It's okay. unanimous. The jury says once a year. <laughs> Second quote. Well, it's at, it's at uh, 25th Street Automotive right now for an LOF and uh, a brake job, probably. Couldn't they you have picked a better shop? <laughs> 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 well, the guy I bought it from made made me promise I'd only let 
people with gray hair work on it. Oh, well, then. <laughs> well, the only problem is I don't think Billy has any hair, but that's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, but you, you've picked a fine David shot. Hoffman does. But okay. second question, somebody in the Facebook C10 group said make sure that they that I use oil with zinc in it. Oh, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you something. It, that's. Um, can you think of an old wives' tale that has carried through our industry as much as zinc? <laughs> um, all right. Tell me. Tell me what your zinc. Uh, of course, I don't even know if you guys are old enough to know what zinc is. Actually, you want to know? Yeah, I want to know. We just put a performance engine in a in a Jeep, mm-hmm. and they run such a high lift on the cam and everything. Okay. A complete build. They want us to put zinc in. The builder did, wants us to put it in on every service. Yeah. Okay. Where'd you get zinc? You can buy it off the shelf. You okay. can still buy it off the shelf. So like a tube of it or a little eight ounces? A little, yeah, a little yeah. container. Yeah. Okay. Have, then let me ask you another question. Of all the 40 cars you guys have seen in your whole young lives, <laughs> how many of them, how many, how many dollars can you, and, and you guys are doing 60s and 50s cars. Sure. Yeah. Okay. How many dollars have you sent people, send people, how many dollars have you seen people spend if and they wouldn't have if they only had zinc and don't say alternator eric okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't see a lot of savings there I I would, if it was, if it was my 1969 c10 i would not be putting zinc in it unless it was a high performance race application and i'm yeah. not even quite sure a factory high performance race application no. would be appropriate like said, we're talking one... about john force and those yes, guys yes and zinc is a preservative that helps friction handle friction metal on metal a little bit better but i, I want to tell you vicky this zinc thing zinc things comes up a lot and and and, and some i'm reduced to saying oh geez chevron oil's got a lot of zinc we're done. You know what I mean? They want to hear yeah. it, and so tell them what they want to hear. <laughs> because if his water pump fails, it's not because my Chevron oil with zinc in yeah. it. <laughs> zinc in it. <laughs> and if he comes in, the rod's blown up, it wasn't a bearing. No. You know, so I mean, it's just a, But the answer to your question is, is forget the zinc parable. Is that What's the word I'm looking for in the Bible the, of, yeah. uh, of 100 years or a million yeah. years ago? It, it's, it's don't worry. Just use a name brand oil. Change it once a year, and maybe check it six months down the road to make sure we're not leaking or we're not using any oil. That's yeah. our that's our oh. best advice. That's what we would do. That's what advice we'd give our sisters if we loved them. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Sue. I so appreciate it. All right, All right. Thank, thank you Vicky. for calling. Thank okay. you. All righty, we can um, we can start with Jerry. Jerry, how are you? What can we do for you today? Oh, I'm glad all you guys are there because. I've got one that might just really need you all. Okay. <laughs> you guys do say you work on everything with a steering wheel, right? That's right. <laughs> and we don't work on it. boats. You know. <laughs> well, we might work on a boat. Yeah, we might work on a boat, but if it has the steering wheel and four tires underneath it, and if something's being puked out the tailpipe of that car, <laughs> then, then, yeah, we're working on it. We can at least get an opinion on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great, because I've got an old 1940-ish Formal tractor model M. It still has spark and fuel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and what my problem is is I'm not getting any um, any crank out of it. I've um, ran the uh, a tester from the switch to where the battery cable is connected to the starter, and I'm getting power, but I'm not getting any crank. Okay. All right. Uh, well, the old farm all part. Well, wait a minute. Go ahead. 
All right. When you hit the key or hook the power to the solenoid, is there any noise at all? I got nothing. No noise at all. And do you have 12-plus volts in the battery or 6-plus volts in the battery? Yes, I do. Okay. I, I, I checked it, and I had more than, 12, more than 12 volts running to the starter. All right. But I get nothing. Um, and now that's 12 volts running to the starter from the battery, but there's also a trigger on that solenoid, or there might be a fender yep. well trigger, right? Yep, that okay. is correct. But when you ran a cable directly from the positive to the trigger of the solenoid, nothing happened? That is correct. Okay, all right. I know what this is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in the old days, in the 1940s, every time you bought a Ford, they gave you a hammer. <laughs> you hammer. Oh, you guys weren't even around then. Okay. No. Okay. And, and, and here's, I want you to try this, Jerry, and if you could do it in the next few minutes and call us back, that would be great. I want you to beat on that starter with a hammer. I, not hard enough to break anything, but certainly hard enough to break the bottle of the bottom of a Coke bottle. And I want you to give it a good whack. And I, under the best of conditions, you got somebody hanging on to the key to the start position. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think I got a fifty-fifty chance of getting this to crank over because the brushes yeah. at the back of those old starters they get short and they can't. We can't have contact with them. Yeah. So. Beat on the starter while somebody's holding. Now, if you can't get somebody to hold it, then just put it in neutral. Turn the key on. You're not going to go into the start mode anyway. Hammer the starter. Try the key. Hammer the starter and try the key. I got a 50-50 yeah. shot on this. Yeah. And okay. and actually, a bad starter will will respond to that at least 50% of the time. Correct. Right. Okay. Now, if I took the starter out and I ran the positive direct to the uh, positive direct from the battery to the starter. And I ran the, the negative cable from the, the battery right to the frame of the starter. I should get something. Well, my my way is a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, my way is a lot. I get that. Because but I'm not at, I don't have access right now. I, I had a okay. fail on that job and move on. Okay, so. here's the problem. The problem is, is we don't know if the teeth are engaging. If we don't know if the starter drive or what it looks like, we, there's a lot we don't know, and we don't really. And he says no noise at all. Yeah, no noise. Absolutely no noise. So I'm not quite. The, if you take the starter out, that you're going to win. So anyway, we got to take off. If you want, if you have another question, tell Gil. And up until then, Jerry and and Stefan, you guys are next. We'll be right back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Listen to America's 401k show every Saturday at 9 p.m. here on 960 The Patriot. Presented by Estate Preservation Advisors. Scott Bird, founder and president of Estate Preservation Advisors, is a certified senior advisor and a graduate of Tufts University in Economics. Scott has been an annuity and life specialist assisting retirees for over 15 years. 
Let Scott help you plan for your future. Call today, 480-385-2800, 480-385-2800. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. (laughs) Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility. Independence changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. What if I could tell you that a full-blown wildfire was going to occur tomorrow right where you live? tell you exactly which neighborhoods it would engulf and how fast it would do it. The first thing you would do is talk with your loved ones and make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a wildfire will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you make a plan anyway? Visit azein.gov and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by DEMA, FEMA, and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Jeff and Eric from Kurtz Automotive are sitting next to me. Between the three of us, well, I have like 90 years' experience, and each one of them has five. <laughs> how many years you got, Eric? I'm almost 20. And how about you, Jeff? I've been there 20 years. 20 years. And, and the kids have been with me. Alan's been with me almost, well, if you count the times that he was sweep, sweeping cigarette butts off the parking lot, we got to go back to his 10 years old. But getting his fingers dirty is a little different. I'll tell you my Alan story in just a little while, but we're going to take care of Stefan first. Stefan, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, I've got a 2004 uh, Hyundai Tiburon GT. It started uh, uh, not starting back up after we put gas in it. After we put the gas cap on, back and get in the car, and it just it it just it cranks, but it doesn't do anything. It, t- it takes some turning over before it actually starts up, and then you got to rev the engine to get it to get it to act back to normal. Okay. Does does it? Do you ever see any black smoke during this process, or did you smell um, gasoline or a rich condition? Uh, been actually smelling a rich condition when it was idling in the garage. Okay. 
All right. But I uh, didn't didn't notice any smoke particularly at the, at the time of these incidents. Okay. D- does you, is your wife there close by? Uh, no. Okay. Good. Does she stuff the tank? <laughs> <laughs> Because this is a common problem with just about any uh-huh. cars. If you stuff the tank, then you overload the vapor system and you force liquid up front. We've also had a lot of problems where uh, the purge valve, which uh-huh. sucks the vapors, gets stuck open. Mm-hmm. And so while you're feeling, it actually just induces a ton of vapor into the now, engine. All right, that's a Hyundai, right? Yeah. Okay. Where is the purge valve on that? Is it at or near the canister or is it on top of the tank? Or it's usually uh, right on the intake. Okay. It's right close to the engine, actually. All right. So what we're doing is is we're supposed to, the purge valve is supposed to be controlled. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing is sucking the vapor off the tank, running it to the front of the engine, and burning it again. So what happens a lot of times is if you're talking, and I, I've not seen this, but mm-hmm. we're going to trust Eric. Um, he says the purge valve sticks open, so when you fill the tank, you overcome the engine with fuel, liquid fuel. And that's why you have extended cranking. So oh, try okay. this. Fill it halfway and see if you still have that problem because the purge valve usually pulls right off the top of the tank, right? Yeah. It's not going to pull below the fuel no, level. No. So, but if you stuff it, you're going to have a bigger problem. Yeah. But if you do a half tank and it starts right up, then do a three-quarter tank, and if it starts right up and you get north of three-quarters, then then a purge valve. The other thing he can do is if he holds the throttle like halfway open uh-huh. while he's cranking a little extra air, and it should clear the flood a little quicker Okay. if, if that's the case. Okay, and what he's talking about is, is with the throttle shut, we're getting a little bit of air, but a, a lot of fuel. But by cracking the throttle halfway open, you're going to give the engine some more air, and that'll help clear the flooded condition, which is what we think it is. Any idea okay. on the price of this? They're usually not terribly expensive. Okay. You hate to start spitballing. Okay, and spitballing. It's just part, the purge valve? Yeah, it's a yeah, purge, purge valve. valve, probably. Um, and, and how would you diagnose that? Basically, I'd see if it was flowing, you know, pull off the the tank side of the line and, make, and see if it's flowing when it's not supposed to be. Where's it going to feed on the other end? Is it going to feed on the other end to the canister? Yeah. We, it, so purge valve's going to be vacuum on one side and canister feed from the, on the other okay. side. Couldn't you go to the canister and pull that line on and look that at the side? That requires it getting underneath the car. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So Eric would start the car yeah. with it idle. Yeah. It should be commanded closed. Okay. If he pulls the vacuum hose off on the canister side, if it creates a big, huge vacuum leak, okay. purge valve's bad. Okay. All right. All right. I was just thinking, I was looking for a shortcut to go to the canister and look inside, and you see the gas line, or that, that line is completely full of gas. Well, if he, you pull it off and there's little uh, pieces of charcoal carbon fall out, yeah. it's a yeah. pretty good indicator for the canister. <laughs> and that may be holding the purge valve that, open. That'll hold the purge. So you need to do a canister and a purge okay. if you find the black charcoal in there. Okay. All right. And I'm thinking, all right, give me a between what and what. Mr. Come on, Jeff. You're you're sitting there at the front counter. 150 bucks on the low end. Okay. Uh, if it's a canister and a thing, it, it could be, it, the canister can get pretty expensive. A thousand bucks on the high end. Okay. I wouldn't go that high on a canister, but it is a Hyundai, and depending on where they import it from, you know, um, it could be the shipping could be a thousand dollars. Some of those, <laughs> some of those, you got to pull the fuel tank out to get because they're mounted on top of the fuel tank. Right. Right. And how many miles are on your Hyundai? About eighty-five thousand. Okay. So would you put a, t- a fuel pump while you had the tank out? If you ha- if you had to go that far, if you're not having to pull anything, then okay, I know. it's it's going to be one of those discretionary things. Okay, at what mileage would you say to him? We already got the tank out. Let us pull the top of the tank off and put a fuel pump in it. At what mileage would you put it at? 
Usually somewhere between one hundred and one hundred fifty thousand. We start talking it. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. I would have said one twenty five to one fifty, but it's okay. I'll take your hundred to one hundred and fifty because he's a wash. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a chicken. No, no, that's okay. But we're all in agreement. It's somewhere yeah. between one hundred and one hundred fifty. So eighty five is a tad early. Yeah. So, but the only savings there is the duplication of labor. Yeah. If it's on top of the tank. So, Stefan, good luck to you. But that's what we think it is. And uh, and and clearly it's a flooded condition. Clearly yeah. he's got fuel and he's having to crank it all the way through. So, yeah. all righty, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We still have well, we have four open lines right now, and you're welcome to give us a call. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about a couple of good shops. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is up at I seventeen and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate runs that store, and he is really good at what he does. They service both foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. So they're located, like I said, at 17th, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. They also sell parts, diesel parts, cold air kits, and some of those tricky stuff that you'd like to put on your diesel. They sell that 24 hours a day on their website, strictlydiesel.com. So if you have a diesel and nobody else can fix it, may I suggest you stop by and talk to Nate at Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. We'll be right back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents Half Off Tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. Hey guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games sons but the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton so many buttons his avatar just stares at the walls twists and turns and somehow falls help me he's tangled up in the controller's cords i just don't understand this crazy digital world crazy crazy digital world heroes and worlds but the love from his kids is totally apparent See, you don't have to be perfect 
to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. 42 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Eric and uh, Jeff are here from Kurtz Automotive. Uh, Eric is one of the lead technicians in the service bays, and all the younger younger whippersnappers are uh, horizontal to you or below you with respect to responsibilities. Yeah. And uh, and Jeff is the Jeff is the uh, dictator. We call him. What's that guy in North Korea? Oh, Kim, Kim. Jong Un. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so I have chickens. We have a rooster named Kim Jong Un, and I may lop his head off for it. Over. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! You know we could say that now, but there's a lot of political times that that wouldn't work very well. At all. all righty, real quick, let me tell you about Action Auto Repair I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom and I have been friends since the early '80s. He opened up his own shop in 1983. He's a good guy. He's the kind of guy that if your daughter brought him home, you'd be happy. That's the kind of guy he is. Not these two guys here next to me, but Tom, that's a different story. So whatever your repair needs are, Tom and his staff, his ASE certified technicians, they can diagnose it, they can fix it, and then they'll verify that it is fixed before you come, before you pick up your car, I should say. So Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley. And by the way, if you have a BMW, he's got a master tech for BMW. So if you want an alternative to the shop you're using, then I, I'd like to suggest Action Auto Repair, I-17, and Deer Valley. Let's go to Sam. Sam, good morning to you. How can we help you? Uh, good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Okay. Thank you for ask, asking. Yes, oh, sir. Uh, hi. Well, I've got a 95 uh, Chevy Astro. It's got 280,000 miles on it. I've got a bouncing intermittent front end. When I'm going down the freeway, 60 or 65, uh, it, it bounces, and then it'll it'll quit. And I just wanted to know, how do you check for ball joints, arm bushings, and shocks, and that sort of thing? Okay. Um, you guys want to run it? Run, I need to ask you a question. When the vibration start, is the steering wheel going left to right, left to right? Well, I also have an alignment problem. It pulls to the left. Okay, and I'm not talking when the when the problem exists. Is the steering wheel going north or south, or does it turn left and right? You know, in an exaggerated way. Well, it, it seems like it's still going straight. It doesn't really seem like left or right. Okay, so go. it sounds like he's just got front end float. Okay, hmm. go. So, so check the ball joint. Uh, first thing I would do is I would jack up underneath the lower control arm. And take a pry bar underneath the tire, and you kind of you. The first thing I do is I grab twelve and six o'clock position, shake the tire back and forth, make sure there's no looseness. If you, you can, if it's the tire is flopping or clunking, you either got a bad wheel bearing, hub assembly, or sometimes ball joints can get that bad where they clunk by hand. Right. If there's not a lot of movement, then you got to grab a pry bar and go up and down underneath that tire, look for looseness. Okay, he's got an alignment problem too. Okay, and yeah. why do you, why do you say that? Does it drift to one side or the other, or are you wearing the tires abnormally? Yeah, it pulls to the left. Okay, 
So it pulls to the left all the time, right? Yes. Okay. What's is somebody comes into your shop and just wants you to shake down the front end? Cost? You know, usually fifty bucks or so. Okay. Minimum charge. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't know any shop that won't take the customer back there with them. Yes. I yeah. mean, show and tell Absolutely. is what you what you want. So you you jack it up on the alignment rack on yeah. the drive on, and you start shaking it left to right. One of the things I say is, is a lot of front end components are going to have a clunk on a quick stop and a clunk on a on a quick mm-hmm. acceleration. Mm-hmm. So you you kind of ask them that as well. Those are upper or lower control arm bushings. The ball joints usually, if they're bad, you can feel them most of the time, but you have to know what's too much. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's 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 a fine line between top and bottom, twelve o'clock, six o'clock, push and pull, of knowing how much is too much. So it, it, I think you should have somebody look at that. But another thing you can do if you want is, does your wife love you by chance, Sam? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So you're going to put her behind the wheel of the car, and you're going to have her set the parking brake, and you're going to crawl underneath the front bumper so you can watch the steering linkage. Are you with me? Uh-huh. She's going to turn the steering wheel, put her hand at 12 o'clock, and she's going to go one hand width to the right and then come back to center and go to the left. You're going to follow the steering box, and if the pitman arm is hooked to the tie rod and the tie rod's hooked to the spindle, you're going to watch all those joints all the way around. And they okay. have to move in complete synchronization. So if one of the joints, the, the top part of the connection moves first and then the bottom part then moves, that can give you all kinds of problems. But as far as the ball joints are concerned, I would think that's going to be a hard thing to know which is too much. Right. I right. think that I think that's a matter of experience. But any kind of knock knock, like you said, mm-hmm. when you lift up the tire and, and support it in the air, any kind of knock knock as the tire goes back and forth, that's abnormal. Right. right. Okay. If you want to put you he, he could use a two by four underneath the uh, underneath the tire. Sure. And mm-hmm. he could have his wife hold the brakes. And he could lift and lower that and he could yeah. be able to it's, see that. He can watch the control arm bushings that time too if there's a problem. But if he has a control arm bushing problem, almost always there's going to be a clunk on an exaggerated stop. Correct. Or right. an acceleration, an exaggerated acceleration. So usually that suspension is going forward and backwards. But at 280,000 miles, I wouldn't doubt that there's something uh, <laughs> wrong. I wouldn't doubt yeah. if it needs everything. Let me tell you about that, what, what you're talking about here. That 75 Astro van, we just sold ours. It had 395,000 miles on it. And that was a shuttle bus that we used. Uh-huh. We, we, we transferred to a front-wheel drive fancy Grand Caravan because many of our senior citizens, that's a cargo van. Yeah, and so get you them step in up. Yeah. Right, we have to build a step. But this new one has bucket seats, rear air, and all that fancy stuff. But we bought it in, two th- or in 1995. We opened in 1994. Uh-huh. So we just sold that thing. And it was a great. We never even put a tranny in it. They were so good little, good they little were. vans. And he's probably got a 4.3 in that, right? I yeah, don't think they tough. put a 2.8 in it. No. no. All righty. Well, good luck to you, Sam. But that, and, and like you say, you can ask him how much to shake down my front end, and I think you're going to find somewhere between $35 and $55. It's kind of a minimum charge kind of thing. Yes. Now, if you took it in for an oil change and you said, can you shake down my front end while it's on the rack and can I watch you? Most people are going to bring you out there and let you look at it. Yeah, steering suspension is pretty visual. Well, and, and show and tell oh. is what 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 makes yeah. it happen. This is what's wrong, and this is the symptoms that you have. Yes. Okay. One and one equals two. Right. Yep. Yes. Okay. Anyway, right. that it, Sam. Yep. Okay. Good, good luck. Good. To you. Thank you. You betcha. All right. Show and tell. I like. You know what I don't like. 
That's a lot of things. We start at the bottom of the list. No, it's something that goes back long before you guys were ever around in, in the gas station days. People would walk in the bays. It was no big deal, right? They always did. Mm-hmm. But you, you'd do oil changes on Saturdays, and all the older guys would come in for their oil changes. So they'd be yakking with you and talking and looking. But inevitably, they'd pull out their keys and start picking rocks out of their tires. Inevitably. It just virtually was 75 80% of them that start digging. <laughs> and then you'd end up with a garbage can full of granite and, <laughs> and gravel. <laughs> and you go, how are we going to fix this? You can't keep them out because they love you and you're their tech and doing the uh-huh, oil change yeah. and you talk to them. But what is it with picking rocks out of your tires? And this was all during <laughs> the 70s and the 80s. This actually started in 68 when I first worked at a gas station. Uh-huh. It was, And my boss used to make fun of that. Jesus, make sure he doesn't have another set of keys. Take his whole set of keys. Easily in the car. <laughs> but your the bays looked like that somebody had dumped a, a, a thing of gravel. But that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I, I uh-huh. those kind of guys are still great customers. Yeah. It's just that we don't let them in the bays anymore. <laughs> <laughs> causes all kinds of problems with those in ground hoists. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's it's been a good life. It's there's nothing wrong with this kind of of work. I think the best part of our work is fixing it. Especially if the pre- if the preface was, I've had it to a lot of shops and nobody could fix this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like w- waving the red flag in front of the bull. Mm-hmm. And I tell people that. I yeah. tell people that when you're going to go to the shop, just look them in the eye and say, nobody can fix this. I've had it so many pl- Whether it's true or not, it doesn't really make any difference. <laughs> just say it. What yeah. are they going to do? I'll ask you for all your receipts? Yeah. But they're going to they're going to give you they're going to give you forty five dollars worth of time for thirty dollars. They're going to work really hard at identifying it and making certain that the symptoms for the part you're looking at and you say it's defective match their symptoms. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the more information they can give you, then the better off you are. Yeah. And it's like Stefan, only when I fill it up. Mm-hmm. But it's still, if you wanted to solidify that it's going to be that related to the purge valve, like I said to him, go half tank and then find out if it's there. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we get people that text us and say hey you weren't thinking yeah we get, go back to that land cruiser yeah you know they said you know those accumulators those have a, a hydraulic accumulator mm-hmm. and uh sometimes they do they just go bad and unfortunately those hydraulic module systems are extremely expensive like that all right two symptoms abs light on yeah. and pedal goes to the floor yeah so so he could be a complete loss of hydraulic pressure on a, one of, on that accumulator system okay. would do that. And the accumulator is a device that carries the power to apply the brakes for you. Right? Yeah. I think those ones don't even have a brake booster on it. No vacuum okay. booster, no hydraulic. They actually have electric pump in the in the ABS module okay. to provide brake assist. Now, that could easily be the $2,300, but frankly, can you shoot? Forget the $2,300. Yeah. Can you shoot at it? Give us the range. I would say that's a ballpark. Okay. So, it sounds ballparkish. It it's a long, It's an older. Uh, uh, Ninety. What was that? Right there. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Land Cruiser. I I don't know. I'm uncomfortable with shooting yeah. those kinds of numbers. I'd much rather yeah. do the diagnostic first, and then at the diagnostic, we've already done the part yeah. and, and the service and stuff. Absolutely. Because like if there is a problem with somebody else's diagnosis, you're going to get a diagnosis again at no charge. Right. That's the that's yes. the hard part. That's the hard part. The hard part is is. I don't know about you guys, but we don't go over over anybody's diagnosis, and 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 we actually have a form for that. 
Right. So if there's if it's a customer that has been around for 20 years and they just want us to fix it because their grandson in Pennsylvania said this is what it was, they have to sign something. And it just basically says, I'm telling you what to fix on my car. I won't hold you responsible for the success of this part fixing my problem. Because that's a difficult thing to do. It's tough. Yeah. Many times, though, you get halfway through this idea of replacing it, and you can find it anyway. You get to the point where they give you symptoms, you make a couple of tests, and then all of a sudden you're there. That's the difficult part is to go back in and tell them the grandson that they think walks on water is the is it just missed it. <laughs> yeah. But then you follow up by saying, if I was in Pennsylvania and I was talking to my dad in Arizona, then it would stand to reason that I would have a better chance of missing it than hitting the nail on the head. Yeah. So what kind of warranties are you seeing with respect to other shops? And Are you seeing anything more than 12 months, 12,000 miles, 12 months, 15,000 miles? Yeah, you see it all over. Okay. Yeah. And, and this based on the parts you buy or a, a shop philosophy or what? We find typically that I think it's a lot of shop philosophy. Okay. Because um, most of the parts we buy... You know, and like I said, it goes back to shop philosophy. If it were by good quality parts, they all come with, you know, at least a two-year warranty. Most right. of them do. Uh, shop philosophy, if they're, you know, trying to be the the low guys on the bolt, they're buying from, you know, the three-whiskered kid, and they're only giving them one year. And so they, they're just following what parts they're giving them. So. Okay. But there's also sometimes when they come in, and they're well past whatever warranty we gave them. Yes. Yeah. But again, you look at them, and for us... There were five digits worth thirty eight thousand, and if they have a four digit number, they've been around a long time. Yeah, right. We're talking about nine hundred nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine less. We have some Mrs. Wagner's two digit, so we still got people back then. But if you're a five digit worth thirty eight, then you can back up to a four digit. That's no problem. That's going to yes. be an easy one for us to do. Now, sometimes it's a matter of some kind of a negotiation. You know, the part's been in there for a year and a half. And and it's failed, and we know that. Um, how about I provide the part, and you pay the labor again at yeah. the same kind of rate that you did a year and a half ago? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and so, if you have good, loyal people, you tend to be good and loyal right back. And 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 you're exactly right. The the flip side of that coin would be: Are you going to start the warranty over again? Usually, I don't. Okay. And they didn't pay for the part. Correct. They didn't pay for the part. Now, if they wanted to flip that and they pay for the part, and 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 uh, I do then the labor. I would. I, I would, would too. I, well, if they want to, if they want to buy the part from you, but if they want to bring the part, that no, doesn't happen. No warranty. Yeah, on there's that. no warranty on it. So anyway, that's there's a lot of dilemmas that we face every day that we have to make decisions. And Jeff, you're probably the one that makes most of those decisions. Yeah. With a little help from Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes okay. if there's something I don't want to be held accountable for. Hey, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kurt, come on over here and make this decision. <laughs> when I get the phone call upstairs and it says, hey, we need you down here at the front counter, I know I'm walking into a storm. <laughs> I, I mean, I know I'm walking into a storm because there's five people down there. And they and, and I say, you guys get together first and decide. Get, and here's what I want. I want the menu. Okay? Yeah. I want to know A and B. And if there's a C, give me A, B, and C. And then I'll pick for myself. So, yeah. you know, if you're blonde hair and blue eyed, you got a better chance with me. Than <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Me. Anyway, Mark at MarkSalem.com. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Mark at MarkSalem.com, and I'll see you next Saturday.